Welcome to Real Estate Unscripted, where each week we connect no-nonsense, let's-get-it-done realtors and lenders from across the country who want to grow our businesses and stay motivated with timely topics and experts in our fields. I'm your host, Marjorie Adam. Let's get started. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Real Estate Unscripted. I'm very excited. I feel like I need music. We're going to be talking with Bobby Nicely, one of the owners of Alcova Mortgage. Say hi, Bobby. Good to be here with you again this morning. Well, we're excited because we're going to talk about like, da, 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 the state of the market. Yay. We have to be very like, yay about it. And if you guys could see Bobby, it's almost 4th of July. He's got an American flag behind him. We are excited to talk about this, right? So I thought it was important. We're pretty much halfway through 2023 now. Interest rates and talking to Bobby, we're just going to say are averaging 7%. This is where a lot of people can listen and be like, well, I got, yep. We're just trying to take all people mush them together, right? And make, say it's about 7%. So let's talk about the year so far, Bobby. So like what we would, we might've assumed, like if we were looking back in January, thinking where we might be in July, what, what do you think people might've thought where we'd be? Well, there's a whole lot of people, a whole lot of people, much smarter than me predicted that rates would be much lower by now. You know, and the reason for that is inflation would be abating at least somewhat and the economy would be slowing, that the Fed's interest rate hikes would be taking full effect, in which they've hiked quite aggressively. But we're not seeing that. There's reasons for that we can get into, but we're stuck in this higher interest rate market than folks are used to in this low inventory. So it's kind of a very challenging, a lot of headwinds for us. I actually shared something with our team here in uh, earlier this year. The Navy SEALs have a saying when things are really difficult and challenging, they say full benefit. And that really just means take advantage of it because it's going to make you better. And so what you're going to learn from it is going to create a better version of yourself. So that's what we're embracing, you know, for the second half of this year is just full benefit. Take advantage of it, learn from it. And really, it's a mindset. I agree. I mean, if I could change it or you could change it, we would have done it a long time ago. So absolutely, could have all yeah. said you're welcome. <laughs> So yeah. we can't control the Fed, the inflation, unemployment, all the things, right? And local markets as well, because we're all across the country listening on this. So things are tightening, right? Banks are mm -hmm. tightening things up. What are you seeing there? What's happening? Yeah, so it started in March with a couple of banks failed. So when interest rates have a duration like they have now going from 3 to 7%, well, the Fed fund rates are in the, in the fives. So when the Fed raises rates that quickly... It stresses the banks out for a couple of reasons. One, some banks had low interest rate loans in their books. And so those loans are underwater now. And that just means when they do their capital evaluations, they have to show those as a negative on their balance sheet. Because if you've got a loan book for three and a half or 4% and rates are much higher than that, then that's a negative hit on your balance sheets. So they got to be careful going out lending more money because that's a drain on their balance sheet. And if they sell those loans, then they take a capital loss, which some of them are doing. And if you do too bad of a job, you could fail like some of the banks have done earlier this year by managing that. Even those mortgage bonds they had were performing. So it's just an issue of liquidity. Um, so you've got that. And then you also have banks that are competing now with the Treasury for interest rates and other high-yield savings accounts. So if you were a bank lending two years ago, you borrowed money from the feds at basically zero. And you could lend it out and make a lot of money. Now, your depositors are like, wait a minute, I can go over here and get 5%, five and a quarter. Why would I keep my money stuck with you unless you're going to pay me that? So they've got to raise their cost of funds quite significantly to keep depositors happy. 
And so that also creates liquidity. So you got all those things happening, plus the commercial real estate market is under some pressure. You know, a lot, a lot more people working outside the office and so forth. So the demand is taking a hit. So you've got all those factors. The banks tightened up a little bit. So they're tighter. Uh, mortgage lenders like us, not completely insulated from that, but it doesn't affect us nearly as much as if we were a bank because we can sell direct to, to Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, and FHA loans, VA loans, things like that. So as long as we produce and meet their guidelines, you know, those programs are still have plenty of liquidity. So student loan payments starting, what do you think that does? Yeah, yeah. depending on your view of that, that's going to be a headwind for consumer. So it could be challenging for home buyers, but also what that does is that's going to affect spending, which is going to slow things again in the economy, which should again help with inflation, which should help with rates. So we do think that's that's a story that's probably going to be bigger than what it's being told right now. And that's going to start up again, supposed to start in September, those payments. All right. So when's the last time those were made? Uh, back before COVID. Yeah. During COVID, they were stopped. And so that's that's a big deal. You know, if you've got a two or $300 a month payment that you haven't had to make for two years, now you've got to turn it back on. Now, yeah, did that, you guys that, have to count that for qualifications? So if I had a student loan, would you, to be qualified, yes. I, mean, I still had to afford with that yeah, count. That's yeah. correct. Still had to be able to show that you can afford it. So it's more going to be- Just money I can spend. Know, yeah, it's your spending money that's really now not available any longer, which should, again, kind of help the fail what they're trying to do, which is slow the economy down. So good news, inflation is heading in the right direction, just not as quickly as we'd like, right? So that's- an issue, right? And so when we think about this, the biggest problem, of course, that's the kicker in all of this is low inventory, right? We just, yep. no matter what is happening around us, we have low inventory, which on the real estate side for the sellers has been a benefit, right? Because they think, ooh, um, I mean, we can really summarize it with, oh, so if I called you and Bob said, Bobby, your house is worth blah, 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 right? And you're like, what? What? I could sell my house for that? Yeah. And then you're like, where am I going? So Margie, that's right. Margie, where are we going to, <laughs> you know what I mean? Now I got to compete. Yep. So that's again, plus new construction housing starts. We all know nationally way behind. So we've got this perfect storm of inventory, right? And then I also think looking backwards to forwards, the people that got uh -huh. 3% rates right now are sitting in a house with this low interest rate that they, by the way, probably had to spend 75,000 over asking to get. So they're not going to just next year move. Right. Like that's not going to help us create more inventory. It's not. That's right. Yeah. So we need more inventory, which doesn't happen overnight. Like that could be how many more years. Right. So that's going to be part of it. I think you and I talked about a little bit. What's the theory? That's five and a half percent theory. What will happen? Yeah, there's some studies and some surveys that at five and a half percent that uh, a lot of people would be willing to give about three percent rate. So you know, in theory, when rates move down to, to some level in the fives, you may have a few more people that some pent up demand. They're like, okay, I'm ready. Yeah. And, and I can deal lenders, with the five and a half. You lenders are going to be like, woo, woo, because yeah. then comes the refi. And again, it's reality. I think people purchasing now, I mean, if you've done this, is like I'm 28 years in. My first mortgage was 8% FHA and borrowed the like down payment from dad, right? Like, I mean, yeah. you know, and that 8%, I was like, yeah. Right. So I think yeah. depending how long you've been doing this and clearly I probably refied that at least once and then, you know, bought the next house and refied that. So it's just part of reality. So there will be the refi. It will happen. Now, yep. I'm not going to take any bets or count on them going back to 3%. Right. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. But five, five and a half. Sure. And then, and again, it'll be the cycle that we're used to. So I think you and I mentioned this as well, the kind of 
the shock of last year to go from three to six, let's say like you doubled your mortgage payment that you were like, what? Um, affordability change. But I think as we sit, let's call it, we sit at seven, but I'm just, you know, again, they fluctuate. Yep. But once people get kind of used to, because there's still people that are like, the rates are what? Right. It's like, yep. where have you been? So I think right. once it becomes again, sort of the new normal, which it was at eight when I bought and gosh, you talk to people that are like, their rate was 22% in 1970 or whatever yep. it was. Um, you know, we're going to sit there. So I think that will become again, new normal won't help us with our inventory, but you know, if we look at that, let's talk about some opportunity, right? Because I think, look, I read something that 40% of lenders nationally have fallen out 36% of realtors. I just got an email this morning from a coaching business. that was like 68,000 realtors have quit. Are you going to be one of them? Um, you know, and I don't know when that time frame was, but let's flip this a little bit because I think, you and I also talked about this. I mean, look, it's j the beginning of July and it feels very much like December 15th. Like we've taken our beatings this year. I think we're going to continue to, I was saying, you know, you do gratitude in the morning to kind of have a positive attitude. You might need to do it about 12 times a day. <laughs> Every phone call, right. pull out the Greta. Well, here's what I'm yeah. gratitude for. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Gotta be a lot more grateful. Um, you know, we also joke that like the memes of like the person that looks like they're 950 and it's like, yeah, I'm a realtor and I'm 29. And, you know, we just look and feel pretty tired. Got to dig deep right now, but let's look at the opportunity, right? So, and I don't mean in others failure, right? Like, I'm like, woo, because all these people are failing. Here's our opportunity. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying there is opportunity in every market. So if we spend all our time right now, focusing on if our attitude is that the sky is falling and the world sucks and that, you know, the rates are awful and who on earth would buy or sell, then we're not in the right business, right? Like, like you and I need to, if that's the mantra and what we're sharing, then we're not going to make it right. But what do you think? What should sure. be focusing on? Yeah, no, a couple, a couple of things. I mean, the first thing is, you know, it sounds cliche, but your mentality, your attitude, you just got to say, I am going to make it. First mm -hmm. of all, it's failure is not an option. And then you take from there, okay, what are my activities going to be? And and who are my partners in this? Who do I need to surround myself with? Because if you're with positive people like yourself, it's so much easier to be solution-minded than if you're with somebody that's like, I don't know, you know, thinking about getting the business. And, you know, they, they will bring you down. So I think you have to find partners, referral partners, business partners that uh, that share your optimism, but then be realistic about it. You know, you can't be like, well, we're just going to, you know, one day it's going to turn around and we're going to be ready for it. No, you, what can you do right now? So one of the things, of course, is inventory. It's not an easy fix. There's no simple solution, but be solution minded, work with your referral partners and come up with strategies, you know, be different. You know, we've released a couple of products. The trade-in mortgage uh, is designed to help people uh, that are confused about how do I sell my house and buy a new one? You know, does that move the needle a little bit? Again, some, and that's all we're looking for. If we can get some people to list their house that otherwise wouldn't, that helps inventory. Um, CFS, uh, Creative Financing Solutions, is a company for in investors that can help produce more inventory by buying houses, fixing them up, and selling them. So we've been able to connect some agents to investors and create a product that, while the banks are tightening, is still pretty aggressive and can help them buy a house, turn around, fix it, and flip it, and create some inventory for some home buyers. And then speaking of first-time home buyers, a lot of young people are looking for leadership right now because they feel like this key component of the American dream is out of reach now. And we're not being too helpful as uh, the generations ahead of them. We're sort of looking down our nose sometimes at them. <laughs> I know I get convicted. I've got a 15-year-old and I'm always talking about how 
you know, your generation is lazy and this and that. But uh, all jokes aside, you know, there's a lot of brilliant people that are in their 20s that um, you know, are great professionals and they're just looking for direction and they're looking for somebody to give it to them. And we can either embrace that or we can just sort of ignore that generation who quickly is going to become one of the largest home buying segments. So what can we do for them? What kind of training? What kind of education? Uh, does it pay off right away? It might not. But again, if we know we're going to make it, if we know we're going to do what's necessary to be here in five years, then those are going to be our home buyers in three, four, five years, and maybe sooner. It went from, I think, the Generation Z home buyer statistic went from 3% in 2020. I think it's going to be like 16% this year. So there's a huge opportunity to stand yeah. out and educate those folks. And I think it's speak their language, right? Like, I think it's also, where are they, right? Because again, you know, like we've done a lot of podcasts on videos and how we communicate and, you know, being on the platforms they are. So, right. So if it's like, if I'm going to try to reach this population and I do need to educate them, it's like, how do I become that guide for them? Right. So how do I give them also hope? Because yes, I have a 22 year old and about to be 22 and 25 and my 25-year-old absolutely is like, I'll never own a home, right? Like, I just, I don't see how that will happen. Just very, like, because of listening to the news and, you know, the we killed the environment and like nothing's good, yeah. right? So yeah. it's like, no, realistically, let's, here's how we put the plan in place because right. they see this, like, I don't have a hundred thousand to put down and look how expensive this is, right? It's just this kind of overwhelming you know, negative reality that it's like, okay, we've got to make it clear. Like, here's why like, you can't talk about it. Like they're 90 years old. You know, it's just like, you've got to be clear on that and how we can help them because I, you know, people think, oh, they're all, you know, they're all on the phone. Yeah. And they're all, so they're connected, but they need guidance personally. Right. So the connection right. to them, you got to be able to be found on Instagram, wherever they are, but they right. need you as that person, you know, as that guide. So it's like learning that it's also yeah. retiree buyers. And again, when we talk about it, it's like, okay, wherever you are listening right now, because it's, it's just like going on the today show and nothing against them, by the way, great show, but it's like going on a national program to get your local real estate reality. Like they'll do this how you home buy or sell and it's like that might work in new york city right but that's not roanoke virginia or charlottesville virginia or you know austin Texas, absolutely right yeah. so it's like okay who's buying or selling right now like for on our end on the realtor end who is moving so for us it's a lot of relocating to be closer to family in or out job transfers in or out most of the people have to move divorce right like yeah. there's a life situation it's very few people that are like because moving so fun Today would be great. It's this life change situation. Okay. On the lender end, again, what kind of loans are you seeing? Like, and then who's getting those loans? And are you an expert in those loans? Right. So now, because you think struggles, inventory, we keep talking about clearly rates somewhat, because it is true. I'm sorry, the people that have competed for eight houses for the last year and the rate was three and now it's seven, they can't. Like, we've had to go down in price point, which has not helped. Right. So, yeah, and yeah. then cash buyer competition, it's real. It makes me laugh a little bit thinking like over my career with lenders, like a lot of lenders I would talk to would be like, yeah, you realtors are all liars because you say you have all cash buyers because you just, you know, you're not going to send us your business or whatever. Right. So, okay. Yeah, but yeah, right yeah. now, I mean, I just competed for two houses, lost one, got another one for cash buyers, right? Mm, or yep. literal, like ABCD for yep. the same cash, you know, no contingency, da, 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 we'll close any day you want. You know, yes, we'll wash your car, we'll groom <laughs> your dog, right? Like anything we could do, right? The four cash yeah, offers. Yeah. So it's true. So then again, for all of us, it's like, how do we have our non-cash buyers stand out? That's all of our jobs. 
how are we clear on what's the market doing now? And also just because it was last year, or the year before, it doesn't matter. Like our summers are tend right. to be dead. I've worked like a crazy woman the last week, like writing contracts, which usually at the end of June, beginning of July is we're kind of closing out that I wanted to move for the summer inventory. And now you sort of go to the lake. You know what I mean? Like yeah, that's right. We'll just yeah. disappear for a couple of months. Yeah. And right now it's just still crazy. So we've got to be paying attention to that. You said solution minded. Absolutely. Like my referral partners, the people I work with, you got to be in here with me. I'm going to help you. We're going to get through this, but it's going to be with what can we do differently? I'm looking for innovation, right? Like one thing I love about you guys, and I love about doing this podcast, which again, thank you so much, is I get to talk to like-minded, hardworking, I'm going to get this done people that are lenders, realtors, coaches, appraisers, it doesn't matter. And it's like, here's what you do now. And I think just because you did it in 2021 or 2020, and you know, it's just you got to innovate, you've got to learn more, right? We got to work on our sales skills, is something you and I talked about. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and have conversations with uh, our partners like yourself. You know, what can we do to help you? Um, some markets have different challenges. I mean, I think you nailed it. You know, the national programs, I won't say they're worthless, but they're, they're so far behind in data. You know, they're reporting data that's, first of all, maybe skewed a little bit and it's a little bit out of date because real estate, as we know, shifts literally weekly. Yeah. It can shift weekly. The trend can be different. And that's one thing, like you said about the summer, that's another positive is the typical home buying trends are a little bit off right now. They've been off ever since COVID hit. It's just been, you know, weird cycles, even when rates were low. It was a little bit different. We saw some home buying activity in the fall that uh, was a little unusual because some things got pushed to fall. And that can happen again. We can have a tremendous second half of the year. Uh, again, we're not selling hope here that uh, we don't believe in or anything like that. But you just got to be prepared because things can shift quickly. And if we're not knee deep and paying attention to it and talking and being solution minded, we might miss some great opportunities. But also, if you think about it, it's also like the, you know, I could walk around the office well, not when no one's really here. It's 4th of July holiday. So <laughs> today's not the day. You, you think about it. You could talk to 20 loan officers. I could talk to 20 realtors. 14 of them, nothing going on. It's never been so slow. Uh, I don't know how I'm going to do it. And six of them are, I'm having my best year ever, right? And you're like, yep. what? So yep. if you really think about it, so if we're looking at that, the people listening, are you going to spend time with the and listen to the 14 people that are are going, you know, just this is never going to happen? I'm looking for those six going, all right, what are you doing? Like what how exactly. how are you what have you and they're all a little different, right? It might be the yeah. niche they're doing. It might it, there's they're not all doing the same thing, right? It's not like, oh, everyone now only sells million dollar houses. That's not what I'm saying. But it's like this person's gotten really good with investors. This person's doing really well with, you know, high end here, maybe this person is dominating this segment of the market that is still moving, right? You just got to pay attention to that. Yeah. And I have uh, a great example of that is within our own company, our number one producer. I'm just looking at the numbers this morning for the first half of the year uh, was nowhere near the top last year. And his niche is Hispanic homebuyer and he's killing it this year. Yeah. Absolutely killing it. So again, and we will have ebb and flows. Look, there are years that, you know, you might be a luxury agent and you killed it last year and the luxury market's slower this year and next year it picks back up. But I can't just say I'm just a luxury agent. Uh-oh. Right. Now it's like, well, I better get some other price points. <laughs> I've got to expand my geographic region. I've right. got to really work with some investors, right? Yeah. What worked? We talk about pillars all the time, right? Our pillars no. of business. I can't have one and then think, uh-oh. So if we think about that, 
you know, we talked about this as well, the visual of like, what were you saying? There was like, there was a show or there was a video where everyone's yeah. like hanging on. There was a, uh, some kind of a game show type feel to it where there were folks hanging on a bridge and the last one that, that was left hanging would win the prize. I don't remember what the prize was, but the, the point of it is that's what we're in right now in the market. We're all sort of hanging on a bridge and we just got to make our mind up that we're not going to fall. We're not going to let ourselves fall into the water. We're going to hang on because there is rewards, just like that show. There's going to be rewards you can hang on. Back to the mental approach, we got to make sure that we're willing to to go through some pain because it's hanging on could be pain. Yeah. And I think that's it is true. But it's also like to me, there's not an alternative. So I think the mindset, right. but it isn't also, well, I'm just going to hang on and do what I've always done because this has worked for however many years or this is the only skill set I know. Like if we're going to keep hanging on, it's also learning a skill set, paying attention to evolving, sharpening yeah. our sales skills, going into an appointment, setting proper expectations, right? We've got to be very much on point right now, as well as our attitude. Look, Anyone who's gotten in this business, that's like, oh, I just did it for fun. Well, this might not be for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, you're right. I mean, and I think uh, you got to be curious and you've got to check your ego because sometimes the ego is the thing that will stop us from trying new things or from learning from somebody else. Because I think you said something earlier, you know, you're, you're a top producer, but you're you're willing to say, wait a minute, I'm going to put my ego aside and look and see what this agent's doing and why they're having so much success. So we got to, in other words, uh, a lender or an agent, we really need to check our ego because oh. a lot of times it gets in the way and we're like, well, I've been doing this 25 years. I know, I know what's best. I'm like, well, maybe not. You well, know, again, there's... yeah, we got to evolve, right? Like for all yeah. of us that, you know, we can get stuck in, well, I did it this way. And actually a great, a great thing for all of us to think, and it's kind of a bummer, but you know, a good point of reference to work from is like, I am not as good as I think I am. And I'm not as important as I think, right? Like, yes, we're not the end all be alls. There That's are right. those that do what we do. Um, just because I was really good at it this many years ago, or I have this one niche. That's good if that niche continues to thrive. But right now, like, you know, any of us sitting in the, oh, you know, once, once rates go back down, like if I'm a lender, once rates go back down to 5.5, I'm going to kill it. Or once, you know, we back to a six month balanced inventory, which who knows when that'll, right. I'm going to crush it. It's like, nope, nope, nope. Like that, you won't be here at that point. Right. Because right. we make it through then. So right now it's, again, we've got to really innovate. I mean, we're, you and I talk offline all the time and coming up with, with solutions. Okay. If I got to create inventory, what are possibilities? If I've got to compete more, what I'm reading, literally things online about what are sellers looking for when hiring their realtors? Bobby, I could do a podcast. I teach it. And then I go online and I'm like, really? Like, you know, <laughs> so now again, remember this is anybody yeah. can type this stuff, but yeah. the reality is if that's what someone is saying, I got to be prepared to discuss it, right? Like why choose us? It can't just be, oh, I take pictures, right? Like yeah. you'll go in MLS, you know, it's like, uh-uh. Like, you know, what is it that's going to stand out most to you and be most valuable to me, to you, right? That I can provide, not I'm fantastic. Yeah, you, you couldn't say it better. Yeah, it's not about us. It's about them. You know, it's about the customer and their needs and what they're looking at. And sometimes those change and we can't make it about us. Yeah. So right now, to summarize the state of the market right now, yes, it's tough. Yes, we'd like rates to come down. Yes, we need to create in more inventory. That's all it. But it boils again down to how committed we are, 
how hard we're working. And I don't mean in hours, right? Because busy, don't glorify busy. We can all be busy, right. non-productive, right? So I've got to be productively busy. I've got to be working on my sales skills. I got to have my eyes wide open to my market, what's happening here. And then who am I connected with, right? Like I got to have business partners like you that I can turn to, you know, you can reach out to me and say, Hey, what are the realtors seeing? Or would this work? Or do you think this concept makes sense? I can reach out to you. And I know you'd, you'll either be like, yeah, that's great. Or Hey, crack smoker. That's not a good idea. Like, you know, I know you'll be super honest with me, but you're yeah. always super positive and we are both going, Hey, we're not going anywhere. So right. find your troop, right? Find your, Hey, I'm not going anywhere. And I will pull you for a time if you need me to. And, and, you know, work on those skill sets and that energy and attitude. And again, maybe the greatness you know, greatness journal of five times a day versus just once to, till we can yeah. get through this, but we will get through it and we will Absolutely. have improved our skills. Right. And we will stand out when a lot of people give up. Right. And so yeah. anything we can do, I'm here to help anyone who doesn't want to give up, you know, and I know you are too. So. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're better together. I know again, some of these things are cliche, but if you have your right group, your right tribe, you know, whatever you want to use, um, gain strength off each other. Yeah, encourage each other. It may be your day that you're down a little bit, but rely on your group or your teammate, pick you up a little bit and then return the favor, you know, be around encouraging people and then be solution minded. Yeah. Study and be curious and don't think you've got it all figured out. I love what you said that I'm not as good as I think I am. Absolutely. You know, we should embrace that completely. A hundred percent believe in that Um, because the moment we start thinking we are, you know, that's when we start working a little bit less, not yeah. paying attention and also thinking, well, it's just the market. It's not me. Sometimes yeah. it's you. Yeah. No, it's both, right? I think again, yeah. any of us not innovating, any of us not paying attention, any of us not seeing, we have to change value proposition, whatever it may be. We have to become much more of an expert in the look economy as a whole, the market. You have to be able to speak intelligently about what's happening around you because we are the guides. So you've got to have a lot more knowledge, I think, of inflation and, and the rates and yep. how does unemployment, I can't walk in and be like, oh yeah, you're right. The rates suck. It's so bad. Inventory's bad. You shouldn't move. Like, no, there's no solution for you. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Uh, you know, so it's <laughs> like, this is why thank you. And thank you for taking your time today. Cause I think the state of the market's important, but it's, you know, maybe it's time everyone takes a few days, goes to the beach, right. Kind of gets a little mental health break. Yeah recommits, call your tribe, right? And, yeah. and really let's get it going because we got a we got a second half of the year we got to crush. Absolutely. When you're thinking about the state of the market, think about the state of your mindset too as well. Yes. Just as important. You should make the uh, t-shirt. You got to make a t-shirt. I'll cool. <laughs> Thank you so much for taking Thanks, your Thanks, Marjorie. I always enjoy talking with you. And, and for like, allowing I, me to do real estate yeah. unscripted. Yeah, we love it. Um, you know, our whole goal here is to put out great content to help those in our industry. Yeah. You know, we really sincerely believe in our industry and we believe that, you know, we work together, uh, iron sharpens iron. So thank you so much. Thank you. You have a fantastic day. You too. And happy 4th of July. Real Estate Unscripted is sponsored by Alcova Mortgage. Alcova is committed to simplifying the mortgage process. Check out the tools we offer to realtors and homebuyers at alcova.com slash realtors. Alcova Mortgage, equal housing lender. NMLS ID number 40508, NMLSConsumerAccess.org. Before we go, please show us some love by subscribing on your listening platform of choice and leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Make sure you share this with your friends and be sure to listen in next week. Until then, this is Marjorie Adam. Don't forget to check out the show notes for a recap. 
This podcast was made possible by listeners like you. Thank you so much for your support.